What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to VCast, where church and culture come together. As always, if you haven't already liked or subscribed to this podcast, please do so. Give us a like, follow us, and uh, everything you do helps us to continue to reach people with the Word of God. So we love you guys. I hope you enjoy this podcast today. God bless you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to VCast. I'm your host, Jacob, and today I am here with Pastor Jeremy. What is up? Yo, what's You're... going on, bro? Um, when, um, I don't remember the last time you and me recorded. It's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute. Um, I didn't say this at the beginning, but there, there was a big break that we took for December. We haven't, we weren't releasing any episodes during December, so it might be even longer for the people listening. Um, to them, a whole month just went by, you know, so, um, but we're here, we're back. We're glad to be here. Um, it feels good recording. Happy I new always year. like recording. Oh yeah. Happy new year. I didn't say that at the first episode. <laughs> I didn't even say that. Cause again, we're recording in December. So like it's completely happy slipped new my year mind. To everybody listening to this I podcast. I have bad audience awareness. Like I, like, it's like, I, I don't put my shoes in the, uh, I don't put myself in the shoes of the audience. So it's like. I'm only thinking of right now. It's weird because in the office we live in the future, like right now. Yeah, I'm I'm in December, but I'm living in the month of May at the moment. Yeah, like it's podcast wise. I mean, scripture wise, it's, it's weird. crazy. Yeah, so we got to get better at that. I'm gonna start getting better at that. I forgot to say Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New, Happy New, Year, New Year. This is the fourth episode. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should have told you this uh, three episodes ago, but <laughs> Happy New Year, to Happy everybody New Year. that's out there. Um, but today we're continuing the series. Um, on the last three episodes, me and Jeremiah talked about commission together, um, empowered together, and um, praying together. Right, because we're just better together. The idea yes, of sir. being better, like as a community, uh, which is something that was really interesting in the book of Acts that I never noticed. But every time something significant happened in the, the early church, it was always when they were together. Mm-hmm. And so I think that in the year 2022, things are going to get better if we can start getting together more. Bars. 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 Right. So, yeah, man. So today we're talking about what? Witnessing together. Witnessing together. This right. is Acts chapter 2, verses 5 through 14 and 38 through 41. Um, on the last episode, me and Jeremiah had talked about the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit filling the upper room and all that right. stuff. And now this is the after result of all of that. Oh, this yeah. This is what happens right after. Big moment. Yeah. So, um, just a little bit of background. Um, this was happening during Shabbat, which was, you'll explain that a little bit more, but just so right. people know that this was happening for weeks. Shabbat is like, what, 50 days? Yeah. Um, so this is around the last day. So um, in this moment, we see that uh, after the Holy Spirit had filled the apostles and all that were dwelling in the upper room. I meant to, <laughs> that's okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I meant to turn my notifications off. So it stopped. My watch kept beeping and I accidentally pinged my phone, Bro, which good. is right in front of me. You're good. So you're good. what were you saying? Shabbat. So, so yeah. So that <laughs> the Holy Spirit, you know what? It's better to like talk about it than edit it out. So right, we just exactly. talk about yeah, like it. We talk through every issue. Like if somebody does something It weird, takes less like, stuff off of you. Yeah, because, man. I don't feel like editing all this. This so is we're fun, just, man. We're it's just raw and it. uncut. This there is the go. unedited version. But um, so like I was saying, like after the the Holy Spirit had filled all the apostles in the upper room that they were staying in. Many people had heard the gospel in their own language because, again, this is during Shabbat, so all the Jews are here. Devout Jews from every nation gathered together. And this detail is very important in understanding this moment and the Holy Spirit. 
yeah. right? On this day, Jews from all over were gathering for this 50-day feast. It was a it was a pilgrimage. Yeah, it was a pilgrimage um, to celebrating Jerusalem. the 50th day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, and um it it, a it was a Shabbat was a type of Jewish feast, but was there a reason the Holy Spirit chose to do it this day? Right. So that's where that's where things get really really interesting. So I don't know if you guys mentioned in the final podcast, but uh or in the last podcast rather about um Babylon Oh no, we didn't talk. We about didn't that. talk about Babylon, oh, did we? Yo, we no. were, that's good. We can talk about it now, though. Yeah, yeah Babylon yeah. was really interesting because in in the Tower of Babel, what was happening is all these people are building up this great tower because they're trying to ascend to the level of God. Mm -hmm. And so what God does is He disperses the language. He takes every single person and makes everybody speak different languages so that people were confused it literally caused such a division where people had to find people who spoke the same language as them and then they had to you know go off into their own tribes into their own nations and god's god literally did this to send people away and everybody's languages were confused but at the day of pentecost right the tower of babel was a was an upward building then here we have the upper room and from heaven to the upper room to the people below we see a de devout men from all nations gathering here instead of being dispersed and now the language instead of being split up the language has been united so that people are hearing the gospel in their language it was a reverse tower of babel um, and it was almost this redeeming moment where God says, I remember that you guys were split apart at the Tower of Babel, but now I'm bringing humanity back together. And again, this is ethnically diverse people. These are people from all different types of nations all over the world. And they're coming here for a market day. So this was a pilgrimage. This is something that people would do where they would come over to the holy city um, and they would get go to the marketplace. Um, which is funny because this is a, a perfect day where the Pharisees would be fasting and saying, oh, I don't need any food on market days because that's what they actually used to do, which is really funny. Um, Jesus condemned them for that, that they would literally come out and say, oh, well, I'm fasting on market day. It's like on market day when everybody's <laughs> coming to get food and then you guys are out there being pious. That's great. But anyways, um, so the Holy Spirit descending on this in this moment is by no by no chance a coincidence. Yeah. Why? And it's because the Holy Spirit chose a day where di different ethnicities and different nations would be present so that all nations would understand. And if you read, I know we kind of skip it, but if you actually read Peter's sermon, you can actually see how God's plan was that all nations would hear the good news of Jesus and be united together again. Exactly. Because we were all one people to begin with, but because of the pride and the arrogance of the Tower of Babel in that moment, all of the nations were dispersed. But here it is, the Holy Spirit bringing all nations back together saying, hey, the good news, Jesus has died. And now that this event has happened, the Holy Spirit comes down to unite all ethnicities, which I'm going to be honest with you, in the last two to three years, we've we've seen such a need for us yeah. to come together yeah, yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. God, is, God is a very intentional being. Like you said, it was no coincidence. He's probably the most intentional being ever. There's a purpose for all that he does. Proverbs 16, 9 says, In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. This verse shows us a truth that although we may have plans for our lives, everything that we do is established by God. So was Peter preaching this day simply by chance? Was it just something that the moment came up and, and, and it just popped up like oh look at this is a great opportunity 
Oh, well, yeah, no, I mean, uh, Paul was made for that moment. Like th this moment was Paul's premiere moment. This is the first sermon that that not Paul. I said I keep saying oh, Paul, Paul Peter. Peter. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. is Peter's premiere moment. This is the moment where Peter's going to deliver a message, and this message is it, it's going to be so impactful, and it's going to cut as the Bible says it cut people to their hearts. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I know is for sure about God is that God. The Bible says this. The Bible says uh, I believe it's in the Book of Ephesians that that God has predestined all our good works mm -hmm. that we might just walk in them. Mm -hmm. This moment was one of those moments where God said, here is something good. I'm providing for you an opportunity to do good. All you have to do is be obedient and step in this thing exactly. and watch what the Holy Spirit does through yeah. you. Um, it was the, the good works, like you just said, good works that he had prepared beforehand and Peter just had to walk in them. Right. Right. And um, the it, it's how the, the body of Christ works. You know, if we allow the Holy Spirit to work in our schools, our jobs, homes, we will begin to see these opportunities, right? right. And that's what Paul and Peter's, I keep doing it too, Paul and Peter, Peter's eyes were right. open to mm -hmm. that this moment was not brought about by chance, right? but this moment God has given me to preach his gospel. Right. This is why it happened on this day, mm -hmm. not any other day during the weeks that have passed, but today, yeah. knowing that all Jews would be here. Right. Um, some of us may believe that God only gives us opportunities for monetary gain. And you'll see that on social media all the time. Right. People will be like, praise God for the new job, for the new position, right. for this new school. And although God creates opportunities for personal benefit. Right. Every opportunity, every promotion, every new school, every new job is meant to have you preach the gospel. I, look, can I interject? Yeah. So what I would say is this. God is about his glory. Like if you don't understand, he's going to get his glory. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like you, you have to understand that as a Christian, you exist for God's glory, not your own. Mm -hmm. If you can, if you can ingrain that concept in your soul, you will forever please God and do his will. If you understand that it's not about you and it's about God's glory, everything in your life is for the glory of God. Um, Cause you know how many Christians quote, the the, the twenty nine eleven. Well, um, the one I'm thinking of is the um, the psalm where he says, um, the, uh, "Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil." For, for you he, are with me, your rod and your staff they, they comfort, comfort me. me. Um, uh, you prepare to no i'm skipping a little bit yeah, yeah. it says uh, uh your rod and thy staff they comfort me he lead me beside still waters he uh you know like all of these yeah, things yeah, yeah, yeah. so he does all these things but if you read uh, everybody always reads that verse and they go through that part the part that's super inspirational but if you were to go down just one more verse at the end of that you would read he does it for his name's sake why does he lead me through the valley of the shadow of death for his name's sake, for his glory. Why does he lead me beside still waters? His glory. Why does he lead me into green pastures? His glory. He doesn't do it so that you'll benefit from it. He does it so that, that the world will benefit from it because you're saved. You have God. You have everything you need in him. And now God wants to use you for his glory. So what I would say is that that, that, that new job position you got, it's because God is promoting you to a new place where now you have influence over new people. And now you're going to go ahead and witness to a, a group of people that God sent you to. You're moving. Maybe you're a student here and you're moving. You're losing friends. You're losing family. And you're like, man, how could this move be good for me? 
No, this is for God's glory. God's going to put you in a new friend group, a new people group, so that you can go out and witness to them. I would say with every promotion, with every new thing that happens, possibly this is happening so that God could use you to gain glory through you yeah. in that moment. Yeah, and a, a little while ago, you had talked about um, obedience. Right. And that was the next part that we were going to talk about. It's that in all that we had just talked about, both ethnic unity and opportunity from the Holy Spirit, the foundation of it all is obedience, right? First Corinthians 15, right. 58 says, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Those that are obedient see the most results from God. Their work is not in vain, but God is faithful to reward them. So then my question for you is, although we talk about obedience, does God need, like, does God require obedience from his people? Like, is that, in order to be God, does he require right. his um, the obedience of his people? Right, exactly. So the, the concept comes from um, the this understanding of, does God need our obedience in order to do things in this world? Yeah, does God need us yeah, at all? At all. And so... Um, one of the, I'll quote Tozer, which Tozer had such an amazing quote. He said, need is a creature word. It's not a creator word. The creator is never in need. Only the creature is in need. So as creatures, we need, but the creator need not. A good example of that is Moses, the burning bush. Um, the, the way he described the burning bush, he was like, it was God, Moses describes it. He said it, it was this weird, the weirdest sight. It was a bush that was on fire. But the thing is that in order for a fire to burn, it needs fuel. And so it consumes the, 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 the bush. And then that's how the fire stays lit. But the minute that that bush is fully consumed, it has no energy to burn and it goes out. He said, this fire was this big, massive flame on this bush. Yet the bush was not being consumed. Why? Because that fire comes from God. He is self-existent. He doesn't need energy. He doesn't need fuel. He doesn't need anything. And so what I would say is, does God need us? Absolutely not. But we're privileged that God uses us. It's like God doesn't need us to do anything. He doesn't need our obedience. But what a privilege it is that God says, I want to do the miraculous and I want to use your hands to do it. Mm -hmm. Will you be obedient and allow me to use your hands to do this, mir this yeah. miracle? We get to partner with the creator of the universe in doing the miraculous here on earth. Mm -hmm. Are you willing? Exactly. Um, what we were just talking about before that, um, you know, everything for his namesake, realize that when things are done for his glory, you benefit as well. That's why he wants you to do stuff for his glory. Yeah. Right. That's why he wants you to pray. Yeah. Not because he needs your prayers in order to get stronger right like when you pray does god become stronger wiser smarter no he says he commands us to pray because we need prayer right because we all need it but it's for his glory yeah but his glory benefits us it does yeah right? the laborer so, deserves his wages exactly um, so uh, can i can i say this the, the a good example of that is um jesus when he feeds the five thousand, he starts giving all this fish to everybody but the disciples it could be very easy in the midst of my obedience and in, in the midst of my serving to go, what am I benefiting from this? All I'm doing is giving, 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 and I'm getting nothing. But then it was after the miraculous had been done and everybody ate their fill. The Bible says that the disciples went back out. Jesus said, go back out to the people. And then the people gave back to the disciples what they didn't eat. And each disciple took 
a basket full for themselves. You, if you're, if you're tired of being obedient, if you're tired of being a servant, you will reap the benefits of your servant. Even though it's for the glory of God and Jesus gets all the glory at the end, you get the benefit from it as well. Do not grow weary of doing good because you always get paid back a, a hundredfold from Jesus. And that's scriptural. Exactly. Um, and we'll just end it off here. We see that obedience was shown by Peter that day. Yeah. Right. Um, on the day of Pentecost, resulting in some like the biggest harvest of souls ever. Yeah. 3,000 lives came that day. 3,000. And this was, again, a result from gathering together in Acts chapter 1, right? Peter wasn't here solo. He mm -hmm. wasn't just, he was the one that preached. But this confidence from the Holy Spirit was given to him because they gathered together in obedience. Yeah. And the biggest, like, where most souls were saved, this is probably one of the biggest moments in Christian history. Mm -hmm. So for us, we should have history repeat itself through us. Exactly. Gather together and we'll see souls saved yeah. when we walk in obedience. I'll even say that that 3,000 was just the number for the people that got saved that day. Not to mention that those people went back. They went home. They told their families. They told their friends. The The, the number of the church grows from 3 to 5K like in like 24 hours mm -hmm. like the expedited growth in the kingdom of god and we want to see more people coming to church we want to see more christians but that's going to require obedient christians today who don't look at ethnicity or race or don't stick to their own people who go out of their way to reach out to the people of different ethnicities that are filled with the holy spirit that can go out preach the good news of jesus because that's what peter preached he didn't preach you know health, wealth, and prosperity. He didn't preach, um, you know, a, a feel-good message or come to Jesus and he'll solve all your issues. He didn't say that. He said, repent from your sins and turn to Jesus and Jesus will give you life. This is the message that's being pre preached. And this is what Jesus wants us to preach. This is what the Holy Spirit fills us for, to be a witness for the glory of God. Thank you guys for tuning into our podcast. I hope that you enjoyed yourself. If you did, don't forget to give us a like, a follow, subscribe, comment, and share this podcast with as many people as you know so we can get the word of God out to everyone everywhere. We love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you guys on the next episode.